this is my husband, Dallin. We're just two ordinary people who fell in love and had some kids. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about the ups and downs of marriage, parenting, and pretty much anything else. We promise to keep things real and maybe even make you laugh. We also talk to some people who know a lot more than we do. We hope this is a place where you can feel understood, enlightened, and entertained. Thank you for joining both Both of us. Hello, both of us listeners. Thank you so much for joining us this week for another episode. Um, We have a really, really great guest this week that we are super excited about. Her name is Whitney Uland, um, and she is a wife and an actress She um, is also a writer and producer living in New York City. She graduated um, music dance theater and has performed internationally in theater, television, and film. She's the creator of Janessica, a comedic web series that's on Amazon Prime, and currently developing another television pilot called Hysterical Women. Um, She's married to her husband, John. They've been married for... I think six years and um, they like I said are living in New York City with their puppy and this interview is fantastic she's gonna come on and talk to us about her creative goals and her um, her career as well as a lot of really um, juicy awesome information and ideas about marriage and just creativity in general. She's so inspiring, and I'm really excited to welcome her to the show. Hi, Whitney. Welcome to the Both of Us podcast. We are honored that you could take the time out of your schedule to join us. Oh my gosh, of course. Thank you so much for having me. You're not only an accomplished actress on screen and on stage, but also a wife of um, how many years now? We'll be celebrating our sixth anniversary in December. Wow. That's awesome. (laughs) December wedding. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. One of those. (laughs) I'm sure I'm sure it was beautiful for sure. (laughs) It was it was. We got married in Texas, so it was like still pretty warm. But Oh yeah. That's nice. (laughs) Where we're from that would be awful in December. (laughs) So how did you meet your husband? So we met through um, a mutual friend. I actually um, thought that I was going on a date one night with this guy. Um, He and I had been going on dates for a while, and he called me and asked if I wanted to go out to dinner, but I was um, staying with with my family at the time, and so I was going to have to – I was doing family stuff, so I was going to have to go up to to meet him. So I was like, well, I can't come until like 10 o'clock. Why don't we just go to IHOP? And, mm-hmm. um, I guess maybe because it was IHOP, um, or maybe it never was a date to begin with, but he invited like all of these friends oh and, um, I got there and they're like, Whitney, like, where are all the girls? We thought you were bringing girls. And I'm like, <laughs> I, no one told me that. And, um, so it ended up being me and like probably six other guys. And, um, one of those guys was John, who's now my husband. And so the guy who had invited me, it was like his roommate invited John. So kind of friend of a friend kind of thing. And we just really hit it off. And I actually had our, um, our mutual friend in common set us up on a date. I like kind of tricked him into going (laughs) on a date with me because I wanted to, 
I like wanted to go on a date, but I didn't want to have to pay for it. So I wanted him to ask me out. <laughs> Classic. So it was very <laughs> sneaky, but it worked out and we've been together ever since. Oh, that is awesome. That's a hilarious story. Um, does he have the same passion for theater and film as you or what, what does he do? He doesn't. He's um, he's a very talented artist. He's a musician. Um, mm. Right now, he's working in marketing. Um, he studied oh, cool. public relations in school, and he does web development. He's he's just like very talented all over. Um, but right now, he works in email marketing. But we're hoping in the future someday we could produce films together. Is kind of mm. like a long term goal, but um, that's something he's just kind of starting to dip his toes into, um, and. So, yeah, that's kind of where we see it in the next few years, probably longer than I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably not right away. But. That's how things go. They take longer than we want often. Right. <laughs> right. So that's interesting. He doesn't um, he doesn't do the same type of art as you. So what inspired the big move to New York? Did you have to convince him or was it kind of mutual, a mutual decision? It was definitely a mutual decision. Um, he always wanted to live in a big city and didn't really care where he lived. Um, but just wanted to be like on a coast and in a big, big city, um, somewhere urban. And I always just have had my heart set on New York. And that actually was something that was like really important to me when I was dating, um, is I was like pretty upfront with people usually on like a first or second date. I would just be like, yeah. And like, you know, after college, I'm planning on moving to New York, um, to pursue, a career in acting and that was like pretty immediately like a turnoff for most of the people that I dated oh, really? um, <laughs> yeah like I remember one guy when I told him I was a um like a theater major he's like oh so one day maybe you can sell drama books or you can sell plays or like he just like didn't <laughs> understand <laughs> so I was like no I want to be an actor like I'm an actor um and so didn't quite get it <laughs> didn't quite right so that was a, honestly like when I mentioned when we met at IHOP um John was like one of the first people who I had met in school who when I said like yeah I'm like when I graduate I'm gonna be an actor he was like that's awesome what kinds of things do you want to be in and like um and so I kind of knew from that that I was like oh he could be a, he could be game for this um right and kind of was um so that was interest that made him more interesting to me, I guess. Um, so it was, I mean, I didn't, I definitely didn't have to force him to come or anything like that. I think he didn't care which city, but he was super pumped to come to New York. And some days I think he might like it more than I do. It's hard to say. <laughs> I mean, we both love it, but he like raves about it more than I do. <laughs> so that's awesome. We love yeah. New York too. It's such a great place. And, um, so how long have you been living there now? So we just passed our three-year mark from moving here. Oh, congrats. You made it. I know. I'm like, <laughs> made it longer than usual. <laughs> Seven more years till I'm like a true New Yorker, is what they say. But I'm, I'm getting really? that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So was there an initial struggle when you first moved to New York, like to find work or become successful? Um... I, you know, I started working pretty quickly when I got here. Um, not all, like, I think the very, within a couple of weeks of getting here, I was cast in a play, um, but it was like oh, for you. very, it, but it was like very low paying and um, kind of like a, a, at a festival kind of thing. Um, 
and then I was I was cast in a commercial um, that was running internationally um, for Expedia. So things things did um, pick up. Like I, it was not enough to be sustainable right away for sure. But mm-hmm. um, little things kind of that like kept me going, if that makes sense. Like right. um, enough of an inkling that it like gave me hope that there were bigger things to come. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I guess it it did take, I think I was, um, I was doing, and I still sometimes do like, you know, being an actor, your income is never set. It's never stable. Um, and there are good months and bad months and busy months and really slow months. But, um, I think I was, I like had a, a job I was temping and I was working in a gym, um, for the first Mm. probably year and a half or so. Um, and then after that, I've I've been lucky enough to not have to do those things. I feel like I'm always like a couple weeks away from needing to get another job. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I've been so there. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so do you feel like that transition of moving and kind of waiting for work to pick up and stuff had? I mean, how did that affect your marriage negatively or positively, or what did you guys learn from that? So this is I this is an answer, but kind of a diversion, I guess. But it's hard to separate what what all affected what. But um, after moving here, so we moved here in September, and that following May, my dad passed away, and we knew that he was mm-hmm. going to like he was he had cancer my whole life, and um, we knew that it was mm-hmm. getting very serious. Um, but I think so. It wasn't like a huge shock or anything. But that so that first, I, like honestly, year and a half, two years was is very like it's muddied of like if I was struggling with being a struggling artist or if I was and I also was depressed and grieving and yeah, um, things like that. So it's it's a little bit hard to separate how it how my work I guess has affected that. I think a lot of people struggle with grief and it it does affect your relationship and it can be yeah. something that builds you or something that's kind of like a, a low valley that you have to climb out of. So yeah, I'm, I'm wondering how that worked for you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was really hard. And then, uh, you know, right after my dad passed away, then um, John started working for this company that um, was, is, was very dishonest. The CEO is now in prison. Like it was, oh, gosh. Um, he like got this job and immediately realized that they were scamming people and it was like a terrible thing. And so he started to look for new work, but it, so it just was like a very dark, unstable time for both of us. Um, and I think, you know, I, sometimes I'm like, I don't even know how I came out of that. Um, how we came out of that. Um, I think through a lot of it, we definitely did lean on each other, but we also, I think, at the bottom, like at the pit, I guess, of that, the depths of it, you realize that you are the one who has to bring yourself out of it. And I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, as it, I can't say that it, I couldn't have done it without John, you know, I, I can't imagine having to do go through all of that by myself. But at the end of the day, it's like I had like I had to be the one to go to therapy. And, mm-hmm. you know, even if like John yeah. would be like, you know he even if he like I I think the first time 
time I went to therapy, he like scheduled the appointment or like sat down next to me while I scheduled it because it just was so much. And so like, you know, just what you read and hear about depression, just like not being able to get out of bed and not, I don't just being like so numb. And, um, but at the, at the end of the day, like, you know, he goes to work. So I'm the one who has to get up and pull myself out of bed and get to therapy and, you know, just things like that and, and try and continue with some sort of momentum, um, with uh, my career as much as I could. Um, which I think I, like, I look back now and I'm like, I'm pretty proud of myself for how I did during that time. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh gosh. Yes. But I think, you know, that was hard too, because it's like, oh, well, why isn't, why aren't things going well with work? And, and again, it's hard to separate. Well, of course things aren't going well. You're not mentally functioning properly, you know, um, like a spiral. And kind I can, of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, I can see that now, but when you're in it, it's, it's hard. Well, I just think that, that what you brought up is a really good point. Um, and I think you answered the question perfectly because I think there are so many people that can relate to what you're saying right now about being in a personal, you know, a personal, um, low valley that you're trying to climb out of. And sometimes we expect our spouse to kind of pull us out of that and to be the answer and the one to kind of carry us out. But I think what you said about we all we have to understand that we as individuals have to kind of bring ourselves out too is a really, really good point in that um, part of, I feel like, being a good spouse is... <laughs> is also being that support for ourselves, if that makes sense. Totally. Being strong for ourselves too. And I think a lot of it is, you know, and I struggled this when I, when I first with this, I struggled with this when I first got married that I um, kind of expected that once I got married, then, you know, we'd been engaged and John made me happy, (laughs) you know, and then (laughs) we got married and it was like, Oh wait, life's still happening. It doesn't like, he can't make me happy. No one, nothing can make me happy. I have to make me happy, you know? And uh, I think we learned that at the beginning of our marriage, but then it was just retaught, re-intensified, you know, as we went through that, I guess, trial of our life. Such a good point that our spouse can add to our happiness, but we really need to find our own happiness and be happy on our own too, you know, and be that. Totally. That puzzle piece with them separately and together that we can function, you know, that's, yeah. that's really important. And I think a good way to make your marriage healthy. So great wisdom. I, I heard this, um, this woman who was saying, she's like, you kind of have to think of marriage as the way that you think of a dog, where it's like, I <laughs> bought my dog and my only expectation for him is that I get to love him. Like, I don't expect him to (laughs) do things around the house. He's just here so that I feel joy because I love him. And I Mm -hmm. think that's so been so helpful in marriage too to just be like, I just get to love this person. And that's what brings me happiness, not him doing or saying the right things or managing my expectations for me. Wow. I love that so much. So important for people to understand that. That's so great. Um, so 
you guys are on this big adventure together. I feel like every day is probably an adventure in the Big Apple. <laughs> um, what ways do you support each other in your different goals? And how do you feel like supporting each other in our individual goals makes marriage stronger? That's a good question. Um, I think as far as supporting each other in our individual goals, sometimes I, I think it's probably different for John than it is for me. But um, I would say... Right now, my husband is working a lot on um, developing his music career, and he also has this hobby of um, like martial arts Muay Thai. And (laughs) yeah, it's so weird, but like I love it. (laughs) Um, And like he's really good at it. Um, And I think I've been learning to just. to create the space for him to have take the time to pursue those things, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And even if sometimes that means sacrificing a couple hours a week together, we're both happier when we're able to find and follow our passions. And so, um, yeah, I guess just creating that space and not, um, not holding resentment for him to be able to pursue these things. I think Mm. we've like both, grown we got married when we were really young and I kind of feel like we grew up together we're growing up together you know Um, yeah yeah, totally and we want to grow together and you know make our marriage a priority but we also have to create that space for each other to try new things or support each other in new ways and um, you know for a while I my husband was uh, thinking about going back to grad school and so I felt like my job was just like be a cheerleader like help him make time to work on the GMAT. And then, you know, we kind of took it, things got busy with work. So we decided now it's not the right time. And Mm -hmm. instead of being like, oh, you're giving up for, you know, holding resentments, just being like, great, now what, you know, and then that was when he was able to start focusing more on his music. And so just kind of being willing to be the cheerleader and for what he needs, instead of what I might have in mind for him or what I think is best for him. Is, I think, Such a good how point. We support each other. Such a good point. I think it's so easy to start harboring that resentment, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and especially, well, not especially, but I know that in the experience of myself and other mothers, it becomes hard to, you know, mothers and fathers can hold resentment for the one that gets to spend more time with the kids or the one that gets more time outside of the house or um, I think what you're saying about careers and school and it's so easy I think to get caught up in that but Mm -hmm. um, yeah I love your point that we we just need to cheer each other on because we were individuals before we got married and we still want to continue on those individual paths totally totally so great. So you have an impressive career um, behind you and ahead of you, I feel like. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You've performed internationally in theater and film. So just for fun, what have been your favorite projects so far on stage and screen? Um, let me think. You know, I kind of have one of those, like, I have the belief that your best project is always ahead of you. <laughs> I guess if that makes mm, sense yeah. um, and not in a bad way, in a way that like makes me excited about my next thing. So um, I've also learned recently that my, you know, I can do whatever job with whatever budget, with whatever cool people or actors or directors or 
whatever, but the things that I love the most are the things that I create myself. Um, Mm. So I'm working on a project right now that I'm really excited about that's um, a pilot for a new television series that my writing partner and I wrote together and we're going to act in it and we're shooting that in a few weeks. So, um, congrats. Thank you. It's very exciting. I have no idea what will come of it, but I'm really excited for it. And, um, yeah, it kind of started when, when I was like, well, what's a kind of role that I would want to play? And, you know, no one was casting me in it. So I was like, well, I'll just write it for myself, I guess. (laughs) Um, so it's It's been really fun. You have that ability. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's been a lot of fun. I, I, I realized I, I'd kind of, resisted writing and didn't really see myself as a writer for a while but I realized I really do have a lot to say and as an artist I think it's important to to follow that not just do what other people um see you as or what other people want to cast you as yeah that's I mean wow that's awesome so do you already have someone who's producing this pilot for you or are you filming it and then pitching it to a network or how does that work? (laughs) I don't even know. Yeah, no. So it's like very, especially because TV is changing so much. It's kind of like no man's land right now. So, Mm -hmm. um, I actually own a production company and it, so I'm independently self producing the pilot. Um, and once we shoot it, then um, we'll probably take it around to different festivals or, and that, that'll probably be the first step. And then after that, um, just start calling different, um, production companies and other people and financers who would be interested in developing it further. Um, so in realistically, what we shoot would be more like a proof of concept. Um, Mm -hmm. but it is like a full half hour pilot. Oh, awesome. Brave. You're so brave. <laughs> I so respect the, the artists that create new content because we always need more, you know, we're always looking for more. <laughs> <laughs> seems that way. So we'll see. So it seems like you prefer film, but um, I, I was still going to ask you if you prefer film acting or stage more. You know, I, I really do love both of them. Um, I, I do prefer film though. I think even when I was in college, um, you know, my professors would, I would be working cause I, I studied musical theater and my professors would be like, you need to be more, you need to use your body. You need to like make bigger choices. And, um, and you know, that was something I needed to work on and, and I did, but then, um, it was like, I, right after I graduated, I was doing a, a musical and, and I had time during the day. So I started auditioning for films and I got cast in the first like short film that I ever auditioned for. And I just remember walking on the set and like the voice inside of me was like, this is important. You need to pay attention. And mm-hmm. it just like everything kind of clicked for me. And it was like, Oh, this is what, <laughs> this is why I, you know, my choices weren't big enough or I wasn't doing mm-hmm. enough is because that, that just isn't like the medium that I I'm suited best for. Um, and I kind of, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Like all of the things that I had been kind of told in school were making me bad not bad, but the people were like, this is something you need to fix and you need to work on this. And those exact things are what make me a, a good film actress. Um, so yeah. And I, I started 
taking some classes once I got to New York and yeah, it just, everything just kind of fell into place. And, um, I feel like it's kind of where it makes the most sense for me as a, with my, you know, type and look and all that kind of thing. But it also has, you know, like normal business hours, (laughs) which is really nice. And um, that's true. You're not performing until 11 p.m. Right. Every night. <laughs> right. And I mean, the pay is so much better. The hours I, I, I don't I've never done more than a three month run of a show. I can't imagine doing more than that, though. Um, so I, I really love also in film that it's a different piece every day. You know, even if it's the same character, it's a different scene or a different something set of lines. new yeah yeah <laughs> not so repetitive yeah exactly. yeah so you do have a web series on it's on amazon prime right i do um, yes janessica yeah right tell us about that it looks yeah so, fun. so that's kind of my that was my first uh foray into writing i guess um and it kind of same thing where i was just like i i want to make my own thing you know i want to have control over it so it's about an influencer who is not a good influencer. She's trying to figure it out. And she moves to New York City from the Midwest. And it's each episode is like three to five minutes. It's sketch comedy. It's not really narrative. Um, but yeah, we had, I think, four, 13 or 14 episodes. Um, and the last one is like a musical finale that it was so fun. Like, and I also just realized how many artists just want to make things and just want to be a part of something here. You know, all of us, like, just like I said, I want to make a musical number and my composer friends were like, great, we'll write it. (laughs) And like (laughs) they wrote it in like an afternoon. And I have a friend who's um, a Broadway dancer and I told him about, he's like, cool, I'll choreograph it. And you know, it took him like an hour to come up with it. And, (laughs) and like we had, we had, uh, an ensemble of like I want to say 20 different dancers and I mean they just like picked it up so fast like it, I seriously feel like I just said like that I had this idea and then like all of these talented incredible people just kind of like made it a reality um so yeah it, it's been a lot of fun like I uh, like you said I guess it's streaming on Amazon right now and that's another project that I'm I have written a pilot for um, I will not be producing this one. The plan for this one is to pitch it to networks and to um, other production companies and use the web series as a proof of concept. So hopefully yeah. that's not about to disappear anytime soon. And who knows, maybe I'll make season two sometime soon, but it's a <laughs> lot of fun. <laughs> so is the entire first season up now? Yeah, it is. That's awesome. Okay, so we're, that's what we're going to be binging. <laughs> over the next week that sounds so fun um, well the good news is it'll only take you like half an hour to watch the whole thing <laughs> so yeah no commitment <laughs> well cool I, I i think our listeners will love to go check that out okay so this other pilot this other um project that you're working on now that's coming up i want to hear a little more about that and i mean what's it about and what inspired it Yeah, so it is called Hysterical Women. It is um, about this girl, Alexa, who realizes that her best friend, who's also her boss, um, has been accused of sexual harassment. And so it's kind of dark, um, but she, it is a comedy, though, I should say, also. Oh, really? Um, (laughs) Yeah, um, but she just has to realize, she has to decide 
what's the best thing to do for her, for him, for their company, if she believes him, if she believes the woman who accused him. Um, so kind of a, a lighthearted way to touch on um, a heavier subject is kind of in response to the Me Too movement. Um, right. I like when I one day I I was like in the shower and I was like, what if there was a company and they fired everyone who was accused of sexual harassment and there were only four women left like and I Mm -hmm. just thought that was kind of a funny idea for a tv show yeah Um, yeah and so that was kind of the I guess (laughs) fever dream that inspired it um and possibly somewhere that the series could go but right now it's the pilot episode is is just about her the the protagonist Alexa's journey and all the decisions and kind of what that means for her and for everyone. Wow. I love that. (laughs) I, I really, really hope I can watch that. Um, and such an important subject for this time and age too. It feels feels very timely, which went into our decision to self-produce it. Um, you know, we thought we feel like it, people need to see it now kind of instead of you know if we wait and pitch it to a company who pitches it to finance who pitches it to a network you know um right we just kind of felt like it needed to happen now and and we kind of wanted to do it ourselves also and just see you know and it is it's been interesting um making it and, and seeing art that that does delve into those subjects and um and seeing you know television right now is I don't, I'll probably mess up the statistic, but I think last time I read about it, it was like 10 to 14% of filmmakers are women. And so it felt like we should be the, like women should be the one to tell this story about women. So yeah, we kind of jumped on it, but I think, I think it's, I think it's really funny. Um, (laughs) And it's been cool to see how much of the cast and crew, you know, because we're independently producing it, we have a very low budget but people just are willing to do it because it's something they believe in too um yeah which has been really cool wow I love it (laughs) (laughs) so when are you expecting when are you expecting that to be um I mean viewable on any medium it's kind of hard to say right now um we'll probably have some promotional videos um so we shoot it on October 26th through the 28th um, the plan is to have it edited, edited by um, Thanksgiving and out to festivals after that. So it kind of depends on the festival circuit, but hopefully we can make some sort of like trailer or something to share. Um, if people are interested in following along with it, um, I'll obviously post about it a lot on my Instagram, but we also have a, um, an email list that you can sign up for to be like the first people to know about it. Um, at some point we'll probably be doing some sort of Kickstarter fundraiser to, to raise money for some post-production things like sound editing and, um, color correction and things like that. So if people want to hop on the email list, then they would be the first to know about that as well. Okay. Awesome. Um, how do they get on the email list? So 
is I honestly didn't think this through super well when I named my production company, but <laughs> my production <laughs> company is um, Changuito Perito, which is a nickname that means monkey puppy, and it's a nickname we gave our dog. Um, but it's <laughs> kind cute. of hard to spell, so <laughs> it's like cute, but again, not super well thought out. But um, changuitoperito.com, it's uh, C-H-A-N-G-I-T-O, P-E-R-R-I-T-O.com follow or if you just go to changitoprito.com you can hit follow us and uh, sign up for the mailing list there that's awesome okay and we will link to all of this in our show notes for sure so that they can just scroll down and click on it um well that's awesome so kind of to shift gears a little bit we we love new york we visited quite a bit and we are planning to live there at some point for my husband's in marketing and advertising and um i do writing so that's a so goal of cool. ours too. So I'm just curious, yeah, what's that. your <laughs> what's your favorite part about living in New York? Oh man, um, I honestly, I just, I love being around people all the time. <laughs> um, I'm actually kind of an introvert, and so I don't. I like to be around people, but also feel like I have some sort of like privacy, I guess, um, and not. I don't know. I just. I love going out and there's people about and I love that things are always going on. There's always fun food, fun music. You know, you'll just be taking a walk one night and there's a pop-up free jazz concert in the park down the street from the house or something like there's just, it's just so alive. And I, I hate, you know, everyone hates when you're like, there's just energy, but it really is. (laughs) It's just an energy and you know, it really has become home and, yeah, we just, I don't know. I, I, I'm still, and I hope this never goes away, but even still, whenever I'm, you know, driving to an early morning shoot or if I'm, you know, going to the airport or something, just to see the city in those like early morning hours is just still the most magical thing in the world to me. I just love it. It's awesome. Do you think you'll always stay? Is that kind of where you see you guys just settling? Yeah, I think so. We, um, I mean, you know, never say never. (laughs) Um, There's, I guess, a world where we would go to LA if I was working on a TV show out there for a long time, Um, like a long term kind of thing. But um, yeah, we we really love New York. And it's been um, interesting, you know, in our church community to see families raise children here has been like really cool and honestly, pretty inspiring. And um, makes us feel like anything's possible and you know, who knows? Yeah. we, we don't have kids yet. So I don't want to say I would never change my mind, but it, the idea of having kids here really excites me and yeah, we don't really have a plan to leave. So we'll see. <laughs> That's kind of why we want to come out there for at least a little bit is to give our little boys that experience of, um, exploring around and getting a different perspective and totally just kind of having that experience with them in the city sounds really fun to us too <laughs> yeah. a little bit scary but that is a big part of our motivation is letting them have memories there you know yeah as kids yeah it's so it's so fun um shifting gears a little bit so auditions are hard <laughs> um, yes <laughs> i i stopped doing theater um back and I was college age, but, um, I do remember auditions being hard and, and even in 
what I do now with writing. Rejection is hard, and I think everyone with a dream is bound to face a lot of rejection, (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I know that I have. So what advice do you have for dealing with rejection and getting back up to try again? That's a good question. Um, I read this book um, that I think sums it up. Well, I think my dad really was the one who taught me this, but I didn't have like a vocabulary for it until I read, I think it's Carol Dweck's book on, uh, called mindset. And, and so if anyone's interested in learning more about it, that's like a really great resource. But basically, um, I remember my dad telling me, he's like, I, he's like, you might not be able to do everything right now. You might not be able to do everything perfectly, but you can learn how. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that that has been really, helpful for me, you know, if there's times that I'm stuck or reject, getting rejected or, um, not things aren't going the way that I want them to having a long-term perspective. And it's, uh, her Carol Dweck's book is called, it talks about a growth mindset and, you know, saying like, yeah, I might not be, have the right training or the right skills right now or to do this, um, this role that I'm auditioning for, but I can learn, you know, and, and just always being willing to keep improving and keep growing and keep learning um, and not seeing your talents as like a fixed thing um, and not just saying right. like, oh, well, I only have, you know, I think that's also something that um, artists struggle with often is because, you know, we are or, and, you know, with writing or just any talent, you know, it, it comes naturally to you. And so then once you hit a rejection, then it stings and it, it's, it sucks, you know, but, um, mm-hmm. so I think, you know, realizing that, oh, well, I have this talent, but I need to keep, keep growing it and keep working on it. And I think also when I was, I, I didn't actually start acting until I was about 17, 16 or 17. Um, and I, I auditioned, I, I was the lead in a musical because I could sing. Um, but I, I got rejected a lot. Like that was when I, I started to audition for plays and I didn't get cast in any of them. And then, um, in college, I, I didn't get into the musical theater program until after my freshman year. Most people audition while they're still in high school and I didn't get in. And mm-hmm. so I went early and, I went to school in the summer term and I started doing all the classes and trying to meet all the professors and, um, and I, and I did get in the next year, but then I, I wanted to be part of the schools performing this group called young ambassadors. And, um, I auditioned, I think four times and like, I, I got rejected a lot. Um, and I ended up getting cast in it and it was, and my husband also got cast in it as a musician um, oh, cool. which was like way better than I could have expected, you know, if I'd gotten yeah. in my first time, whereas, um, you know, I was able to do it the, at, in my last year or my second to last year of school with my husband and we got to go to, um, Thailand and Cambodia and Vietnam. But I think, you know, when you get rejected enough, you start to see that there, it usually is for the best. And, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I just, I got rejected a lot before I made this a career. And so I remember thinking when I was graduating, I was like, I'm not, I know I'm not the best person here, but I also know that I have thicker skin than just about anyone here and that uh-huh. I'm not going to give up 
just because I, you know, get rejection, get rejected. Um, and yeah. I, yeah, I, I think that that plays, has played way more like into the success of my career than any talent has at all. Just the willingness to keep developing it and keep trying and just keep giving up keep that's from giving up great answer great answer yeah that such a good perspective to not just assume that <laughs> I guess that's the extent of my talent but to understand that it's all just part of that learning process and great yeah. um great wisdom to try again and get back up um yeah thanks for sharing that <laughs> yeah <laughs> you have described your life as unconventional and I'm just curious, like, what makes you describe it that way? Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, I feel like I I don't even normally see it that way. But then we'll have, like, this, this last weekend, we had some um, friends from my husband's hometown come into town. And they're like, wait, you mean you don't, like you don't have a normal size fridge or like you don't have a pantry or like that's weird, what makes it unconventional like little things it's like I, I'm like oh right it's not like I, I don't know I, I mean our life seems very normal to me now but I forget that like most people probably see their spouses more than an hour or two a day I don't know maybe they don't maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe that is normal but um <laughs> it seems normal to us um and so, yeah, I, I think, you know, living in this big city, too, it, it's just, I guess, like I said, it seems normal to me now because I'm surrounded by people who live here as well. And But mm-hmm. whenever I'm talking even to family or whatever, they're always um, just think it, our life is funny and weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's because your fridge is small. That's why. Because of the small fridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you said you guys don't really see each other very much. So what, what kind of efforts do you guys make to try and see each other or to have quality time together despite your busy schedules? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, for one, I feel like that's just always going to be evolving. Um, you know, I feel like in marriage in general, it's like you always think like, oh, now we've got it figured out. <laughs> and something comes up and you don't at all. And you just have to like reevaluate completely. But um some things we just really try and do is make the time we do have meaningful um, and try and have meaningful conversations. Um, when things are super busy, we make sure that we take a walk together every night, um, no matter mm, the weather, which, yeah. And it, it kind of just, when you're walking, you're able to just, I don't know. I feel like if we were to just sit down on the couch next to each other and be like, let's talk, <laughs> then yeah. like it wouldn't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It just sounds weird. Um, yeah. But just to go on a walk, it, it feels like um, we're able to, to connect. And I think also uh, something that seems little, but we just always are like, how was your day? Tell me, tell me about it. And we just kind of like recap our day. Um, and that sounds silly, but it, I don't know. It just, I feel like it keeps us from living um, parallel lives you know, instead of Mm -hmm. just both living in the same house and coming in and out. um, We really are in each other's lives so much, even when we don't have a lot of quality time. And it's funny because our, you know, the like love language thing, both of us, our thing is quality time. Um, It's just not something Mm -hmm. we have a lot of. So we just make sure that we really make it meaningful. And, um, you know, we're 
religious and we we make it a point to set aside one one night a week where we're able to like have a good discussion and um and and often it's a religious discussion but not always um sometimes it's like going over finances or something but (laughs) I feel like as we try and like um prioritize habits that we have together um then we're able it's like I don't know it's kind of like exercises for your body like having habits Mm -hmm. with your spouse is what keeps your marriage healthy you know Mm. I love that so much. I think I I had this realization a couple weeks ago. I was like, I don't think I have asked Dallin how his day was <laughs> like in a few days because we've been so just, I mean, the kids, like he gets home, we eat dinner, we put the kids to bed. We do our, our various work projects and school projects and then go to bed. And I was like, I don't think I've just asked him like, how are you <laughs> yeah. in a few days? And just asking him that, and then that led us to have a really good discussion. I think there's a lot to that. Like there's a lot totally. to just showing genuine interest in what the other person is experiencing in their day to day, especially when like you guys and like us, we have really busy lives where we spend the majority of our day away from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, I think it, it's like you don't realize how meaningful it is until you don't do it for a little while. <laughs> and then you're like, Oh wait, <laughs> you know, I don't feel as connected and it's because I don't even know what my husband's doing, you know, or how his, right. how his day was. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it sounds silly, but it's, I really believe that. <laughs> no, I think it's those silly little things that actually do make a difference. Just the effort that's shown. Yeah. Even if it's only yeah. an hour or two that you have together at the end of the day. That's awesome. Um, So just a few more really quick questions to to finish up. Um, The first one, um, what would you say, and maybe you've already answered this, so if you don't feel like you have a different answer, it's okay, but um, what would you say would be like the core value for you um, for success in a marriage or in your marriage specifically? Um, Yeah, I think, I mean, I can... I think I would probably say filling your own needs and um, and not expecting your spouse to. So I don't know if I kind of already beat that to the ground (laughs) or not, but um, yeah, I don't know. Do you want, I mean. No, that's good. Um, I think, yeah, that's a really good point. Just, and we did talk about that a little bit, but just to, to phrase it like that, to fill your own needs, to fill your own cup. And not yeah. expect them to fill it so that you can be strong for them, too. I feel like, I I mean, yeah. I love that. <laughs> Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, well, and it's, I kind of notice it often whenever um, my husband's out of town. It's like I, you know, if I'm s- stuck, I guess, doing all of the housework or whatever, I don't mind at all. It's like. I don't mind doing it. It's just when he's home and I expect him to do it and I don't, you know, communicate that or he can't or whatever that I resent it. So it's, it's not like actually, I feel like the, the actions that upset us, it's a lot of the time the expectation of, of another person Mm. filling a need that they can't or, um, aren't able to. That's like Oprah says, the tweetable moment. (laughs) It's not the actions, (laughs) it's the expectations. (laughs) I love that. Totally. Um, 
So what's your favorite date night to have together when you actually, you know, plan something to go out and do something? Um, we love going to movies and I know it's like so cliche, but there's a theater that's like probably a 30 to 40 minute walk from our house. And so we love going to a movie and then walking home together or walking to the movie and then going to the movie and then getting a treat after or something. Um, yeah, I know it's like really cliche and kind of lame, especially like living in New York. <laughs> you think we'd want to do something a little more exciting. <laughs> but you mean you don't just I visit think... the Statue of Liberty every Friday night? <laughs> I know, honestly, <laughs> that we did that do. for a while. <laughs> we did, that was a phase that we went through. Um, <laughs> All but, the tourist yeah. traps. Right, right. Um, yeah, I think maybe sometimes because we live in such a crazy city and have a crazy schedule, sometimes I think that we just find a lot of beauty and simplicity just in the, in the routine kind of maybe more mundane things. Like I don't the feel like I thing. need to, yeah, I don't feel like I need to like have a huge going out night or whatever because the like I need no drama from my marriage. Like <laughs> I get enough <laughs> drama in like every other aspect of my life, life. So yeah, it's funny. Well, and what you have going for you is that you can walk to pretty much anything. And yes, it is a long walk. So in some cases, which I think is really good for a marriage, like instead of just kind of getting there quick and doing it and getting home quick, I feel like that's something I want to implement. Like, nope, we're walking. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna bond yeah. while we go. <laughs> bond and you'll like it yeah no honestly i i to- totally recommend huge advocate of walking as much as you can it's awesome um so we're obviously we're big broadway fans we went out in june and we saw um quite a few broadway shows including hamilton finally oh my um, gosh did you love it Oh, yes. We tried to see it again the next day. That's how much we loved it. We're like, it's fine. Just screw our savings account. We'll just go That's again. Awesome. But they were sold out for like six months or something. And of course. So we couldn't see it again. But I mean, it was amazing. Um, <laughs> we saw some That's other awesome. smaller shows and stuff. But what, um, just for reference, what shows are you loving right now on Broadway? I mean, I'm assuming you see Broadway shows when you can, but I'm sure it's not like an everyday thing, but what are you loving on Broadway right now? Yeah. So, um, one of my friends, she was one of my college roommates and like a bridesmaid. She's in mean girls right now. (laughs) And, um, she is, um, she understudies multiple different characters. And so I've seen it like, I think four times this, (laughs) which is like a little bit silly, but, um, that's kind of like eaten up a lot of my, going out um time and money uh broadway time and money <laughs> <Seeing> i guess <laughs> <laughs> just seeing mean girls over and over um but honestly i really i think it's really fun i am a huge tina fey fan um same so, girl <laughs> yeah i think she's great and yeah i i guess that's what i would recommend i think the play that grows wrong is still open and i really love that also it's a uh, british comedy and mm-hmm which I don't always love, but this one I really did and like really want to be in one day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it closes in January, but I, I like send it at a lot of people that, that way. I think it's a lot of fun. 
We heard, we have heard good things about that one too. Um, and Mean Girls is high on my list. We, <laughs> I think the next time we go out, if it's still playing, we'll see that one. That's been on my list for a long time. But Hamilton ate up a lot of our Broadway money this yeah, time, so <laughs> we didn't totally. get to see as much as many as we wanted. But um, we have come from a way that's coming to um, where we're at in Utah, and I think it's coming. Like next month or something, and we're oh planning on seeing that. We've heard oh, really it's good so things. So good, yeah, you'll love it. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know that's probably the real reason why we're moving to New York is so <laughs> Dallin can Dallin can work all day while I go to Broadway shows and hire an expensive New York nanny. Yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so what simple little thing, we ask this of all of our guests, um, and I love the variety of answers we've gotten. What simple little thing keeps you sane right now in your life? It can be anything big or small, um, just any mm. little thing. I um, journal almost every day, if not every day, then probably every other day at least um and I kind of just use it as like a brain dump um just like all of the sometimes I get uh what is referred to as like monkey brain where it's like you just feel like your (laughs) brain is kind of like spinning over a lot of different things and I think I get that just because I'm you know producing and working on so many different projects and just to kind of be able to like dump them all out onto a piece of paper is so like essential for me and just to um I don't know just kind of feel centered again and um feel I don't know feel a little bit separated from my thoughts and realize that not every single negative thought or feeling I have needs to be taken too seriously (laughs) you know um (laughs) and (laughs) I think it's a like cognitive behavioral therapy tactic as well um I don't do anything too specific other than just like this is what I'm like no one should ever read my journal it's not like interesting or like (laughs) it's not like a narrative or like anything like that it's just like it's not like my ancestors will not enjoy it it's just like um (laughs) a lot of just like this is all these are all the things my brain is thinking about right now and it honestly sometimes feels like taking out the trash like I feel like my brain is just like wired or I'm kind of angry or frustrated or stressed and I write it down and it's I just feel clear-headed again so I would say that's such good (laughs) advice I think journaling I mean that's like having a therapist every day in your home right totally (laughs) someone to vent to (laughs) but no one has to read it yeah exactly um well this has been so fun I mean I think there have been so many things you've said just barely that um we're just really good (laughs) that I think um our listeners will will love and learn from that I learned from and you're really inspirational um and I want them to be able to find you and your work so where I mean where can they find you on social media and online yeah um I think across all like Twitter and Instagram um it's just at Whitney Uland I know that's definitely my Twitter and Instagram I think those are the only two platforms I really have (laughs) Um, but yeah just simple at Whitney Uland one word and you have a site don't you have a website too yeah um, my production company is um, chanquitoparito.com alright 
And okay. my um, acting website is just WhitneyEulens.com. Awesome. Well, you're so great. Thank you so much for coming oh, on to the show. Oh, thank you. That was so much fun. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Okay, that was uh, so great. I'm so grateful that Whitney came on, and I hope that all of you were able to enjoy that interview. Um, like she said, you can find her at WhitneyEuland.com and on Instagram at WhitneyEuland, and we will link to all of this, including the book that she talked about and her web series and everything else in our bio. And we love you guys. We're so grateful for your support and your following and if you liked this episode or gained anything from it we ask that you would just scroll down and give us a review um email us at both of us podcast at gmail.com or follow us on both of us podcast on instagram and of course check out our website both of us.net in order to share our episodes with anyone that you think would be interested in hearing this and we hope you have a great week <laughs>